Right now, though, we talk international netball. And the Constellation Cup currently going the way of Australia. They've had two wins by comfortable enough margins, 10 and 9 goals respectively. Firstly, at John Kane Arena, it was Australia winning by 50 to 40. At the Brisbane Events Centre, just a couple of evenings ago, it was Australia winning by 55 to 46. The Silver Ferns now have won just two of their last nine internationals, dating back, of course, to the World Cup in August. We are delighted to welcome in a former Silver Ferns coach player, absolute legend of the sport, and still plugged in at the highest level. Yvonne Willering joins the program. Yvonne, great to speak to you. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. That intro was a bit depressing, though, wasn't it? Concerning the nipple. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard to ignore. It's hard to ignore. Is this series going as you expected? Um, yeah, in a way it is. Uh, it, it's sad because it's like almost like a continuation on from the, the World Championships. And if you have a look at the, these two games, I mean, yeah, they haven't decided on a main defensive unit because even in, in that second test, they used all four in-circle defenders in that at different times. So basically what was indicated there was that, you know, nothing, no set combination was working. At the other end of the court, it seems that they have a lack of confidence and feeding the ball to Wormsley. And, you know, she's a tall shooter, and I thought that she was a worthy replacement for Grace Nowicki. But when Grace came onto the court, um, you could tell that they had far more confidence in feeding the ball to her. Um, the interesting factor, though, is in the first quarter, Wormsley actually got nine out of nine, and then when Grace Nowicki came on in the second quarter, she got nine out of ten. Yet that second quarter, it was a draw, and it was 12-all, t- uh, and yet the first quarter was 16-11, so you've got to question that, and certainly the Ferns took more time getting the ball into Wormsley, whereas obviously Grace Nowicki is such a huge target in the back, and you know, whether we like it or not, the Ferns have a great reliance on her height factor, and also her elevation, and uh, there is that reliance on, on one player. And of course, she's only played, what, the back half of uh, game number two of the series as she comes back from a significant yep. injury. She's going to be a significant piece moving forward, and that is wonderful. But, but Yvonne, explain this to me, and I'm no expert, but when, but when I just look at the box score here, I see quite large fluctuations from quarter to quarter. Um, the second yep. quarter in the first game, New Zealand lose by seven goals. They, they score just six times in the fourth quarter, too. And the first yep. quarter was probably their... Their undoing in the second game of the series. You're down by five after the first quarter against Australia. That's too long a leash to give that quality diamond. So, why the fluctuations? You think? Yeah, and you know, and how often have we spoken about this? You know, about how we're inconsistent and we can't take it from one quarter to the, to the next. Uh, and it's not like we don't know what Australia's like. They've actually got very settled combination in the shooting circle. They've got Conan and Austin there. They had her in the they had that in the first test, so that was a continuation. Same with the with the in circle defence, Weston and Bruce. We know what they're like. We know what they're capable of. So there's actually no excuses. For 
for that, uh, you know, the 16-11 in this case in that first quarter. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating for a coach uh, and then, you know, to see that happening. And it's sometimes it's simply unforced errors that are happening. It isn't even great intercepts taken on behalf of the opposition. And, uh, you know, that's something they, they say they, they speak about it and that, but obviously in pressure situations, it still isn't there. And sometimes, and I think what's one of the things lacking in the team, and it isn't just from Constellation Cup, but it's that that leadership where there's a player on the court that says, I will give it 100% and you make sure you follow and I will not, we will not tolerate any mistakes. And I think that's lacking from the team. I mean, really the only vocal person in the team is Jane Watson and often she's not even on the court. Uh, Yvonne Willering is with us as we look at the Constellation Cup as uh, New Zealand having lost the opening two matches. One thing I did see an improvement from game one to two here in position, Yvonne, was just that they were a little bit more careful with the ball. Whether or not it's moving up court at, at the rate you want, the fluidity is there, you, you can elaborate on that. But you know, if I look at simply at turnovers, bit of a crude way to look at it, I know. They've gone from seven, seven more turnovers than Australia in the first game, which led Australia to having 12 more shots. Australia only had yep. six more shots in the second game, turnovers down to four. Problem was, Kara Conan didn't miss. She was 33 from 33. She was incredible. Yep. Um, so credit to her. So there is a little bit of improvement, but are you seeing enough improvement from New Zealand, whether it's from the English series, from the World Cup prior to that, to the the actual in-game adjustments in this? No, I don't think as individual players, they're playing to their full potential. An example of that is the one thing, for instance, that Kelly Jury does well. It's actually the guarding of the shot. She does great the jumps, you know, and both Conan and Austin did end up taking some long shots, you know, but at times they were getting that ball in there so easily, and that was just straight speed. I mean, I know normally that we're used to playing against a holding shooter, but we know that Australia always has two moving shooters, so, you know, that's what you play against and I think that's one of the reasons why Dame Nolan Taro made so many changes in that defensive end because nothing seemed to be working you know and then at times yes it comes back together but you know at this level of play you need that consistency and it's about a 16 minutes performance and that is something that certainly Australia prides themselves in and uh, you know they'll look at that the second quarter 12 all yes Grace Nowicki came on the court and that was again something slightly different for the Australians to contend with um, you know so they will go into this next game having looked at that to see what improvements they can make because they will assume that Grace will be playing for the full duration in Invercargill mm. So Dame Nolene with all these changes probably doesn't know what her best lineup is and that's probably nope. on the players more so than Dame Nolene herself, you think the players just not have not been good enough themselves? <laughs> Yeah, and it's interesting because in the midcourt, the preferred midcourt right now is Ruella Buchanan and Gordon. And yes, they are youngsters. And I find it interesting that against Australia, nothing else has been tried. And yes, they, they use that combination. They, in fact, they use the whole same team in the, in the, in the two Australia, um, England games uh, in the Tiny Jamison Trophy. And they're continuing on with that. You know, we haven't even seen Sunis on the court yet. And she was the preferred centre for a quite period 
of time. So, you know, look at this now. Heffernan is a, is a wing defence centre, and what we like about her is the number of intercepts that she can take. And she hasn't actually come to the party in that respect either. You know, is it because Australia is just too fast? They play at such speed? I'm not sure. But I look at New Zealand, and whether it's on attack or on defence, we are not playing what we would normally call our style of play. Defensively, we tend to always space mark and go looking for intercepts. And I look around now and I see players just chasing other players out on court, you know. And on attack, it is it is about obviously playing the triangles, but that's actually something that Australia is starting to do very well. So yeah, I think that individuals are struggling within the team and as a collective unit they are because the collective unit isn't static you know I mean there are lots of changes being made I mean Matura came onto the court and um, you know she is again uh, gives a totally different perspective to the game she at least does turn to give the ball into shooters whether it's either uh, Wormsley or Nowicki um, so your time will tell on that so and nowhere in the conversation we've even used Maya Wilson you know suddenly she's on the outer um, and you know do you start selecting players depending as to what team you play against and I'd like to think that really we want other teams focusing on us and you know they chase us rather than the other way around and I think we've lost that mm, really interesting thoughts I love the passion you, you hate losing to Australia we've lost four this year <laughs> yep. is, is, there, yeah, is there a road map is there a road map in your mind back into the series here at home or are we going to take more lumps yeah. here yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it's a lost cause. Um, you know, it's a situation. Obviously, what is that? We got uh, 19 goals difference uh, right now. But you, know, you look at like the second half of that first test, and we are, and the Ferns only lost that by one. Yes, they lost it in the first half, but in that, you know, but it's, you know, but sometimes you look at it and you go, yeah, it's all very well just to talk about that, and they talk about it after the games. But the frustration is, you want them to perform that. 60-minute performance. If they did that and everyone played to their full potential, yeah, the score can go the New Zealand's way. Absolutely it can. And the thing is, if it does, you know, everyone's going to be okay with everything. And I'm going, well, no, I still think it's also about the development work that, that needs to be done. But just in, uh, and for people that saw the game, it was really funny um, Two of our youngsters questioned umpiring calls and they couldn't believe, you know, the calls that were being made. And it was quite interesting because I'm going, welcome to the real world because that's just the way it is. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> you, you could talk to the umpires. Nothing is going to change. But it does lead you to think, you know, maybe if we have a process like a lot of other sports now have, we say we have up to two reviews. I mean, obviously, they have to be major ones. But we have a review in a game uh, to see if, if it can be turned over, but I say that that review would have to be done by the captain because I just looked at that and I'm going, that'd be brilliant, but like if I was playing, I'd make sure that the reviews were certainly related to anything I had to do. Oh, so, Yvonne, you know, if I you were playing, that. you would have reviewed after two, you would have reviewed after two minutes. Mate, I would have reviewed every questionable call that they made against my play. <laughs> yeah, but that showed, hey, that did it just showed a lack of experience, that's all. And I'm going, oh, welcome to international netball. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's for our true netball people, it's getting frustrating, you know, and we're, talk we're looking at it and going, stop talking about it, just put the actions out on court and go back to playing the way of the New Zealand style.
Grace Nowicki being back, 21 of 24. Should I, I think she had a few turnovers. That's to be expected. There's a bit of game rust there. But we are, what, a significantly better side when she's available? Yeah, absolutely we are. Because, again, uh, you know, we know on attack, uh, you have a look at it, we don't take as long to get the ball into the circle because if all else fails, we just turn and bomb the ball into her. And 90% of the time she will get it because not only has she got the height on her side, but she's got tremendous elevation as well. And, yep, um, you have a look at it. She will only take close shots, you know, so this, uh, for the opposition to move her away from, from the post. But it's not easy to move a player away. And she knows she has to stay there. So, yeah, absolutely. And is there a reliance on her? Yep. Should you have a reliance just on one individual? No. And Australia probably doesn't have that. But you look at a team like Jamaica, they do, and Fowler. Um, yeah, but Australia, they have the depth. Do we have the depth? And I say, no, I don't think, no, we don't have the depth. We've got youngsters playing in the Silver Ferns right now that are learning how to be, how to take, you know, all the, the pressure and everything that goes with it and that consistency factor and that sort of stuff needs to be done at the A and Z level where it's, you know, you have the constant pressure to perform all the time. One last one and I'm glad you mentioned the A and Z because I know there's been quite a widespread sort of post-World Cup review, I'm not sure if they finished that when exactly they, they will yep. publish it, but if you are to look at the A and Z which is our number one high performance sort of tool to, to prepare players. Is it fit for purpose? Yep. Does it need some sort of change? H- how would you judge that? Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, nothing's going to change uh, for next season. That's all in place. Uh, but yeah, and, I, and I've been critical of it because teams can have two or three losses and still make the final. And that showed again, you know, and people say, oh, isn't it great? We don't know who is going to be in the finalists. And that's the main reason is because teams have been having the losses. Now, it has been talk about some of our players should go over to the Australian League and play in there. And I say no to that because if we lose some of our top players, it means, you know, it's going to reduce basically our competition as it is. And, you know, it's then really a development league. And that's not what the ANZ should be about. It should be an elite competition, um, you know, and sometimes, and I know like in Australia, at the moment they still think it's their top league, but have a look at it. It's their import players that are making the difference. We used to have quality import players come into our league, but now the only import players we basically have, and there's no disrespect to them, but it's players that aren't getting a contract with either Australia or England, yeah, and that's true. why they're coming coming here and you know and that's again that isn't of benefit for us because again that's all about development as well um so we may need to look at another squad that sits above a and c a and z and below um the silver ferns uh, you look at our under 21s because the world youth cup is what the year after next that's going to be a really great bunch of a bunch of players but all at the moment i think that they've got going for them is a a camp this year and also a camp next year. They need to actively go out there and play and boy, wouldn't it great experience for them if they did some training games against some of the uh, Suncorp Super League teams in Australia. I mean, what tremendous opportunity that would be for them and we don't do that enough. Excuse my ignorance, does our ANZ run at the same time as the Australian comp? Can we run it at a yeah, different time to get, be- to, to get best of both worlds? 
Yeah, at the moment, yeah, at the moment, it is almost in sync. Except uh, they go on longer. Um, they start later, right. and that's why it was not a situation where our two top teams played against their top two teams at the end. Although I like that idea, but that means that we would have to then do something about the competition so it is in sync with each other. Um, and, and I see no reason why that can't happen. You know, there was also talk of a team from here going into their league. Nah, uh, we don't want that. Again, Again, we want to try to strengthen our league, uh, not take away from it. But if at yeah. the end of the season, if we could, you know, just have something different at the end of the final where the two top teams, and I don't want four teams, just the two top teams, they've earned the right then to then play against Australian counterparts. And then we'd have a far more in, a better indication also where we sit in the strength of it all and our intensity, both intensity in training and intensity in competition. Yvonne, always a treat talking to you. Could speak to you for hours. Thanks so much for your time. I look forward to doing it again real soon. Yeah, and I hope we come up with a win. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yvonne Willering, former Silver Fern, former Silver Fern coach. Uh, Absolute uh, joy to have her on the program. Absolutely love chatting to her uh, and listening to all of her um, gems. It is 20 minutes after 11 o'clock. We will take a break. Back with more shortly here on Mornings with Ian Smith.